Hello, and welcome to the American Thoracic Society Breathe Easy Nursing Assembly podcast. My name is Nina Bracken from the Nursing Assembly Web Committee. In these podcasts, we interview leading clinicians and researchers and ask them to share their perspectives on topics related to nursing and pulmonary and critical care. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Ni Cheng Meng, who will lead today's podcast on mindfulness practice during COVID and is even going to lead us in a mindful masking exercise demonstration at the end of our time today. Dr. Ni Cheng Liang is the American Lung Association San Diego Lung Health Provider of the Year Pulmonologist 2019, a San Diego top doctor in 2017 and 2019, and a mindfulness teacher. She was Medical Director of Pulmonary Services for the UC San Diego Center for Pulmonary and Sleep Medicine and the immediate past Executive Director of the Center for Mindfulness there. She was recruited to her current position as the Director of Pulmonary Integrative Medicine at Coastal Pulmonary Associates, affiliated with the Scripps Health Network in Encinitas, California, and maintains a voluntary assistant professor of medicine appointment at the University of California San Diego School of Medicine, volunteering for their free clinic. She has presented and led workshops and retreats locally and nationally on mindfulness, physician well-being, integrative and pulmonary medicine, and she is the immediate past co-chair of the APS Integrative Therapies Interest Group. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. To get us started, can you tell us what mindfulness is? Yeah, thank you, Nina, for having me. Mindfulness is nothing more than moment-to-moment non-judgmental awareness of the present moment. Great. And how did you become involved with teaching mindfulness as a pulmonologist? Thank you, Nina, for that question. About nine years ago, I was diagnosed during my second year of pulmonary and critical care fellowship with a really aggressive form of breast cancer. And during my treatment, I realized that I needed to prioritize my own self-care in order to care for others, like my patients and my other family members. And it's with mindfulness that helped me maximize my quality of life, even today, and helped me to bring a sense of wellness to my patients and other healthcare professionals through my cancer experience. And so now as a pulmonologist, I've incorporated teaching mindfulness to my patients and also to healthcare professionals in hopes that it may help them develop healthier relationships with stress. Wow, that's an amazing personal connection you can bring to your mindful practice. Um, I'm sure your patients appreciate that. Um, For our audience, can you summarize who might benefit and provide some evidence related to those with chronic lung disease, chronic conditions such as anxiety or depression, or potentially among healthcare professionals? Yeah, absolutely. There is a growing body of literature Now on PubMed, over 9,000 articles have been written about mindfulness. We know that for those with chronic lung disease, anxiety and depression are important comorbidities, sometimes so important that they can actually worsen uh, outcomes of the actual chronic lung disease if they have these untreated mental health comorbidities. And so mindfulness has been shown in the literature to decrease the symptoms of anxiety, and also mindfulness-based cognitive therapy has been shown to decrease the incidence of recurrences 
of depression episodes. Those with chronic lung disease, a lot of literature <clears throat> has been mostly concentrated in the obstructive lung disease realm regarding mindfulness, particularly those with asthma. It's been shown to improve the quality of life for those with asthma and also to decrease their use of short-acting inhalers. And then for those with COPD, for instance, mindfulness has also been shown to improve quality of life. And because anxiety and depression are such important comorbidities for those with COPD, has the potential to decrease symptoms of anxiety and depression so that perhaps the exacerbation rate could be affected in a positive way. For the healthcare professionals, there's a lot of literature, especially amongst physicians, that shows that mindfulness practice can decrease symptoms of burnout, can also help to prevent burnout and increase empathy. So it has the capacity to help healthcare professionals be better at their jobs. And so Mindfulness really is something that can be accessed by anyone, anywhere, anytime, doing anything. Thank you. So it seems all positive. Are there any contraindications to practicing mindfulness? Yeah, that's a great question, Ina. As with any interventional therapy, there are contraindications. So people who have active suicidal ideation or recent traumatic experience, very severe untreated anxiety or depression should definitely check in with their mental health professionals or their primary care physicians or pulmonologists before they undergo classes in mindfulness. Because um, unintegrated trauma can actually creep up during mindfulness practice and participants can end up actually re-traumatizing themselves when working with mindfulness and traumatic memories. So it's really important to work in conjunction with healthcare professionals if any of those scenarios is present for anyone who wants to undergo mindfulness classes. That's helpful. So once we have checked in with our healthcare professionals, how might one begin to incorporate mindfulness if one has no experience um, with it? So because mindfulness is so accessible and remembering that it's nothing more than paying attention to the present moment without judgment, you can incorporate it as simply as during any particular activity. For healthcare professionals, we need to use our alcohol hand sanitizers or our soap and water for washing our hands many, many times during the day. So that can be an opportunity to practice mindfulness. Simply walking from one location to another is another great opportunity to pay attention to the feet and the sensations of the feet as we're walking, that is a mindfulness exercise. Even looking at nature can be a mindfulness exercise or paying attention to sounds. 
So really any aspect of our lives as humans can be a mindfulness practice. But perhaps a easy way to start practicing is by using one of the meditation apps that are readily available online. And many of those apps are, are free right now, particularly for healthcare workers and those in the serving professions, such as 10% Happier, Headspace, and then Insight Timer is one that I use and it's free for anyone. There's also a lot of guided meditations from various very experienced mindfulness teachers in the country that I can provide links for you, Nina, to put in show notes, perhaps. That would be great. We'll definitely include those uh, references or suggested resources um, in the reference notes with this podcast. Now, I, I think you've already answered this in your response to the last question, but do we always have to sit and, and meditate uh, to practice mindfulness? So that is probably a very common preconceived notion about mindfulness when we say mindfulness meditation or even the word meditation that conjures up images of people sitting in like full lotus posture and closing eyes, hands in their lap. Um, and yes, that's definitely one way to practice mindfulness in a formal way, but you can also practice mindfulness with formal walking meditation or something called the body scan practice where we serially pay attention to different parts of our body going from toes all the way up to our head. Um, there's also mindful movement practice as well. So there's a lot of different ways in which one can practice formally. And then with regards to informal practice, that's how we can integrate moments of paying attention to our day-to-day -day lives and all the activities that we're involved in our own lives and just bringing a sense of attention and non-judgment to whatever it is that we're doing at that particular moment in time for informal practice. So really mindfulness can become a lifestyle in which we choose to live in more often than not. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned um, some apps that were available to healthcare providers or caregivers or anybody. I think you mentioned 10% Happier and um, Insight Timer. Are there additional resources that you could uh, recommend to learn more about mindfulness before somebody jumps in? Yeah, absolutely. So the UC San Diego Center for Mindfulness, where I used to be executive director, has a wonderful repository of introduction to mindfulness um, videos um, and articles about it, uh, as well as free audio meditations, um, downloads that you can actually access for free. Also, mindful.org is a uh, magazine and also an organization that has a lot of different introductory articles and also some recorded meditations. And because of the pandemic, I started something called the Mindful Healthcare Collective, which is a group of physicians that have additional training in mindfulness and wellness to bring live Zoom sessions to those in healthcare and also the general public, particularly during the time of the pandemic, to help to reduce the 
general sense of stress that everyone is feeling more of these days. So on mindfulhealthcarecollective.com, there's a lot of free resources with links there as well and some recordings of our sessions. That's great. I think thank you for uh, expanding on those resources and we will put those um, in the references section of this podcast on the ATS website. Um, and moving in to, I guess, some more direct experience that our audience members would have with the, the time we're all experiencing right now, which is this global pandemic. Um, a lot of our audience members, clinicians, caregivers, are having to wear uh, personal protective equipment for long periods of time to care for COVID patients. And uh, it could be difficult to do mindful breathing and difficult to breathe under the mask or a shield, depending on what you're wearing. Could you provide some suggestions about how to incorporate mindful breathing to calm anxiety to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So with masks being more and more part of our day-to-day lives as we go back out into the public and also particularly at work, um, there is a a mindful masking practice that I developed where we can bring a sense of non-judgmental experience and paying attention to our direct experience of masking that I would love to lead all of our listeners through. Absolutely. Let's get started with the mindful masking exercise. So this portion of the podcast is interactive for listeners to follow along or participate in and hold with them for the next time they put their masks on. So Grabbing a mask, whether it be a cloth mask or a paper mask, looking at it and are you able to describe the appearance of your mask to yourself? Perhaps noticing the color, the shape of the mask. And then as you're ready, after you have described its appearance, are you able to notice the texture of the mask, perhaps gently rubbing the outside of the mask between your fingers to feel the texture of that cloth or paper or other material, noticing the texture. And then as you're ready, you're going to be putting on the mask. So putting one ear loop slowly and intentionally over one of your ears or tying the straps behind your head. Begin by noticing the sensation of the mask against your skin. Perhaps noticing the sensations of the ear loops or the straps around your ears, around your head. Noticing all the different points of contact between the mask and your face and your head.
And as you're ready, noticing your breathing at your nostrils through the mask. Noticing the in-breath, noticing the out-breath, noticing the pause in between. Perhaps some thoughts, emotions, or other body sensations have captured your attention. Perhaps there is a natural comparison of your breathing now with a mask on compared to when you have your face free of the mask. Bringing a sense of curiosity to that judgment that arises and realizing that Our human brains are wired to judge, but also understanding that the sensations of breathing through the mask and the sensations of breathing without the mask are simply two different types of sensations of breathing. And perhaps accepting the sensations of breathing just as they are. Should you find that the breath becomes more difficult while wearing the mask, you can incorporate some mindful pursed lip breathing that might bring about a different experience for you. So noticing the in-breath through the nostrils as if you're smelling roses, and then exhaling as if you're blowing out birthday candles. Press lengthening the exhale two to four times longer than your inhale. Breathing in through the nose, once again, as if you're smelling roses. And exhaling as if you're blowing out birthday candles, lengthening that exhale. And perhaps doing that one more time, inhaling through the nose as if you're smelling roses, and exhaling as if you're blowing up birthday candles. And taking a moment to return back to a natural breathing pattern. And noticing how you feel now compared to prior to the mindful purslip breathing through the mask. Noticing the body sensations once again of the mask against your face, around your ears, around your head. Noticing and labeling any emotions that are arising for you whether they be positive or negative or neutral, simply noticing those emotions. And then as you're ready, paying attention to any thoughts that might arise from this experience of masking. Simply noticing the thoughts 
try not to get ingrained into the storyline of of thoughts, simply noticing them. Perhaps realizing that the experience of the mask is unique to you and it may not be 100% positive or 100% negative. but that you can bring a sense of gratitude for that mask, for the sense of protection that it might represent. That it can physically provide to yourself and to others. For the sense of unity whenever you don a face mask, knowing that billions of people around the world now have also incorporated masking as part of their day-to-day routine and understanding that we are not alone in this experience during the pandemic. And as you're ready, you can either choose to go on with your day with the mask on as your next activity dictates, or if you're done with this particular exercise, feel free to take off the mask and take a moment to notice how you feel now, perhaps about the mask, about masking in general compared to before this exercise. Simply noticing any shifts in the experience or emotions around masking. And then coming back to returning to whatever activity that is going to come next for you as you go about your day. I thank you for taking time to participate and be curious about this mindful masking practice. Thank you. I think that was, um, that brought us I can definitely say for myself that brought me to a very calm place. And um, I hope our listeners experience the same. I hope so too, Nina. Great. Well, this concludes our podcast. Thank you, Nichang, for being with us today. You're so welcome. I'm so honored to be here. You have just heard about mindfulness practice during COVID-19. This is part two of a three-part series on integrative therapies and respiratory disease. Um, As we mentioned, references referred to in this podcast can be found on the ATS podcast webpage. If there are any questions or comments related to this podcast, or you would like to make suggestions for future topics, please contact the Nursing Assembly at nursing.thoracic.org. 
This is Nina Bracken and our integrative therapies expert signing off.